Welcome back to Stories with My Muslim Mom. I am your host, Ali Sultan, and with me, as always, the very beautiful... I was talking about my sister, who's in the audience. <laughs> you too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much as, um, um, to tuning in again with us. I hope you've been enjoying the last two episodes. We're going to carry on with our theme and get to my mother's um, journey on the way back from Yemen. Uh, but before we get to that, I would like to talk about my week. Yes. Can we do go that? Go ahead. I yeah, how, how is your week? Thanks for asking. Uh, I went to, the only reason I want to bring it up is because I almost died in a tornado. Don't tell me. Yes. I oh mean, my I, God. Obviously, I made it, so you can relax. Okay. You when can, was that? Okay. Where? <laughs> I had um, a show in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Never been to Missouri. I don't think I'll go back again after mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to do a show Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Friday, we had a storm here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So our flight, my flight got canceled. And then I had to go all the way to LaGuardia, New York, mm-hmm. then to Missouri. So I had to do like another four to five hours of flight. You're crazy. Just, I mean, I'm not crazy. It's so what I had to do to make the just show. Just cancel the show. That's it. Uh, you know, I can't uh, I don't do that. I try to, you know, uh, try to, if I can make it, I'll make it. Mm-hmm. So I get to Missouri, but I thought we only, only us had the bad weather. So as soon as I get there, I get, I take an Uber. Uh, I know that Missouri is very white because the Uber was a Ford F-150. Big truck. Mm-hmm. So it already is like, all right, I can see the makeup of this uh, state. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Uber driver goes... Uh, I go, what is this weird sound? He goes, there's a tornado warning. I go, are you serious? There's a tornado in, the, in like the winter? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What kind, mm-hmm. of, kind, of, what kind of state is this? <laughs> huh? God does not like you if he's giving you tornadoes in uh, <laughs> the winter. Before Christmas. <laughs> God is trying to kill you before Christmas? That's not a good sign. Um, then I didn't really take it seriously. So I go to the hotel. Uh, I go to the show. I get to the show, and then there is a sound comes on, and during the show, a big sound, like mm-hmm. a warning sound, mm-hmm. and then they told me, that's the sound when a tornado touches the ground. Wow. So, did you read about the Amazon employees that died in a warehouse? Yes. That's in Missouri, same day. Wow. So, I, they go, it touched the ground, and I was like, okay, all right, that's interesting, right? Then... In the middle of the show again, now the light, the power goes out. Oh my God. Microphone is out, power goes out. Wow. And then the uh, one of the uh, managers, she wasn't helping the case. Every time I saw her, she's like, We're gonna, she goes, If it hits us, we're gonna be in a bad shape. Uh-oh. This building can't take it. Like she kept saying like negative things. And wow. I was like, oh, This is not looking good at all. But I thought it was funny up to that point. You know? mm. Then I was like, all right, I can go up there and make fun of the situation. It'll be fine. And then, there, then don't w- tell me there is no basement or something. No basement. Oh, wow. No basement. And just, it looks like a building that, that would be destroyed if a tornado goes oh, through wow. it. Especially as one as oh big as God. that one. So I eventually... <laughs> I'm not the one who caused the tornado. Okay. <laughs> She's like, my mom is cursing me like <laughs> like I... Like I started the tornado. <laughs> anyway, so now I go, uh, the power's out, the microphone is out. Now I'm like, I don't want to go up anymore. Then we get a text message that says, she seek shelter immediately. Mm-hmm. So that's a text message you would get if you're about to get by, hit by the tornado. So I'll go, I freak out. I go, what, what is going on here? What are we doing? Stop the show. Make sure everybody's safe. 
And then an old man in a crowd goes, keep going. I'm like, you're, oh. a, you're about to go, my friend. <laughs> you're near death. I need to have a future. <laughs> this guy does not care. Uh, then, you know, everybody, you know, was kind of hung up by the side away from the doors and stuff like that. Mm. And then that show never happened. I didn't go up, you know. So that was my experience in Missouri. Day number two. So what, what happened? Where did you go? Where do you hide? I just, we stayed there and luckily didn't hit the building. Oh, okay. It, went, wow. it was like miles away from us. And then day two, I saw My that goodness. the Amazon warehouse came down and people actually died. I saw footage of the Fort Tornado. I'm like, man, tornadoes are no joke. Mm-hmm. Scary thing. I hope, uh, if you live in Missouri and you listen to this podcast, first of all, I, I don't mean anything negative about your state. I was making some jokes. I hope you're safe. I hope you're okay. And Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas um, to you. So and then the second show happened. Missouri people. And the second show happened, yeah, Mom? Uh-huh. Don't tell me another tornado. I wish there was a tornado. Uh-huh. It was such a bad show. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I had a, I had, do you know what a Karen is? Uh, Amira knows what a Karen is. A Karen is what we uh, basically, what we call kind of like a... Usually, it's a white woman who, um, you know, like you know, like when you live in the suburbs and there's always that white woman who's looking, making sure, you know, opening the blinds when you come in. Calls. Remember that when they called the cops on me while I was mm-hmm. parked uh, by the mailbox. Yeah, that's a Karen move. That's oh, a Karen. Oh, okay. So people like that, we call them Karens. So we had a Karen in the crowd. Mm-hmm. She her hairstyle was racist to mm-hmm. begin with. She had <laughs> she had one of those hairstyles that says the N word. <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> And um, her husband made a bad joke. He said, Chinese people eat cats. Mm-hmm. And then I made fun of him for it. And then he, she stood up and she said, you're a prick. You're not good at your job. And she just stormed off the show. Mm-hmm. So she just caused this big stink in the crowd. It was, just, mm-hmm. it was very awkward. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, looking at the crowd, I was like, I don't think you guys have my back. You know what I mean? And then I had to like fight against that. It was really upsetting. And then I eventually got them on my side. And then at the end of the show, I did a Q&A with them. Mm-hmm. And then this guy goes, hey, man, remember when you said um, uh, you, didn't have our ba- you don't have my bag? The only reason we didn't say anything is because the man had a gun. Uh-huh. The, guy, the guy looked like a, like a, a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, okay, I see. I see what it is. So mm-hmm. I just had a, one of the worst uh, weekends in comedy. Oh <laughs> but it was very memorable. Mm. That was that was. Alhamdulillah, Thank you, thank you, Allah Salamik. Mm. So that's kind of my week. Um, I hope you enjoyed that little story about how I almost died in Missouri. You know, it's not one. Uh, not, nothing against Missouri, but I, it's not a state I want to die in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. Do you have that? Do you have states you rather? You don't, ha- you don't have to die at all. Huh? <laughs> don't talk about dying. <laughs> <laughs> but, there, but there are states you're like not here. <laughs> don't even choose any state because you know I have no roots there. I don't know anybody there. Like people. I you should talk about, I wouldn't live in that state or this state. No, okay. no, no dying any place else. Yeah, enough of your... Dying, uh, enough, of your, enough, of, enough, enough of your positive imagery. Uh, uh, it's not... <laughs> no negativity. Who's, Amira, who's, who's the person that mom loves to listen to? The positive... The, there is a lot. Tony Robinson talk. Uh, anyways. A lot so, of people I follow. So anyways, so I... Um, mm. That was like... The, you know, it happened to me in Utah too. Utah had a panic attack, and I thought I was having a heart attack, so I called 911. <laughs> I called 911, and then um, uh, I had Indian food, so my stomach was killing me, and I, 
And plus my heart, my heart was pounding. I woke up with a panic attack. So I was like between the stomach and the heart uh-huh. pounding. I think this might, I don't want to take a chance and die. Right. So I called 911. I got the ambulance came in. Uh-huh. When I saw them with the stretcher, uh-huh. I knew I were, you ever, like I realized I overreacted when I saw the stretcher. <laughs> You know the but you know thing? they take it. They took it they took, seriously. They took it way too it seriously. Is, uh, yeah. yeah, if so it's heart attack, they, it's, three men walked in uh, with a stretcher, and then they told me to take off my shirt, and then they like checked my um, vitals and stuff like that, and then I, they said, "What are you in town for? Or here for?" And I was like, "Comedy." And then one of them started making jokes. I was like, "Are you gonna open mic? It? I think I'm gonna die, dude. <laughs> Can we not do jokes at this exact moment?" Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then they just kind of, you know, diagnosed me with uh, uh, paranoia, I guess. They were like, oh, you're fine. And then at one point, I remember telling them, I was like, I don't want to, f- I said the F word. I said, I don't want to effing die in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> that was in Utah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, uh, and the beautiful city, state. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like, like, I have no roots there. I don't want to die in the middle yeah, of Yeah, alone, alone. Like, basically. In a motel. That's uh-huh. not, you know, after eating Indian food. That's not mm-hmm. how I imagine <laughs> me going out. Uh, but, you know, enough mm-hmm. about death and more about life. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Speaking of life uh, and death, uh, <laughs> the Yemeni, this is a perfect segue, right? Mm-hmm. The Yemeni uh, national like youth team just won, um, uh, was it the West Asian Cup? They won the West Asian Cup against Saudi Arabia, right? Which is a big deal. A it's a big, big deal. deal. I don't know if you guys know anything about Yemeni politics, but we don't like the Saudis as much as we used to. If we ever did. And then there's and no, people, no like wins for years and years and years. People say, won. yeah. We haven't won a game in a, in a long time. Not, not in any, any other thing. Mm-hmm. No wins in life. In life. Uh, you in, know, not, not in Islamic world, not in, in, in Yemeni. No economy. Uh, yeah. Not even in farming. We were, you know, like we had a bad decade. So we won this game and everybody was so excited. That's the life part, the death part. <laughs> what happened as a result is Yemeni people can be um, a little too aggressive about their celebration. I'm going to play you guys a video of how people celebrated in Yemen. Um, and not everybody, but like uh, some of the tribal folks. I'm going to play this video. You guys remember when your football uh, team won and then everybody started shooting their guns? That's kind of what happened. I don't know if you can hear it, but if you sh- if I if you see the video, it's literally like bullets and bu- it looks like a. W- Remember the footage of when we invaded Iraq? It was kind of like that. It's just like bullets lighting up the sky, and um, my aunt, my poor aunt, was driving at the moment. And what happened is a lot of hundreds of people ended up in the hospital, and people died because when you shoot bullets, bullets, um, what goes up comes down mm-hmm. gravity likes to, to have the bullets back and then when they hit, when they hit the ground with the same momentum yeah. it can kill a lot of people so my aunt told us the story uh, or send this to my mom i'm gonna play the audio and i'll translate it for you guys <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is why i'm a comedian my mom is laughing at this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
امس كنت اسوق وايش اقول لك تشوفيني راق بالك كيف كنت اسوق وانا خايفه ادور اي زوق كنت ادخله كل الازغاط كان فيها رصاص ما دريت كيف اوصل البيت امس ما صدقت نفسي انني دخلت البيت رعب والناس وراك انه في شيء كل واحد بيضرب معي حتى الاطفال هذا سمز اب ماي سنس اوف هيومر بيكوز يمر كي بي سو دارك بس اتس اولسو كايند اوف كوميكال ات ذا سيم تايم اتس سو اكزاجيريتد سو ماي اونت هير ان ذا فيديو اور ذا واتساب اوديو ذات شي سنت اس شي سيد شي واز درايفين اوت سايد ات ذا تايم ذا سيليبريشن هابند اند شي سيد بوليتس لايك ور فلايتن اب ذا سكاي اند افري لايك افري لايك يو نو بليس شي تراين تو سكويز انتو اند هايد اور اند ميك ا هوم was all had all as just bullets everywhere and she's like she's like yeah sema bit matter she's like the sky is raining with bullets basically and she goes her hands were shaken she's completely terrified and petrified and everybody else didn't give a shit everybody else <laughs> everyone else in yemen was still shooting the gun she goes like adults kids babies everybody's shooting guns yeah But no one, like, no, everybody acted like nothing has happened. Yeah. And then she um, eventually made it home. Do you have any uh, comments on this? <laughs> <laughs> Our aunt is fine. Dad, do you know why they are so excited? Yeah. Because they didn't see anything. They said to them from the days of Gaza and Bedri. They said to them. Do you know Gaza and Bedri? It's old. Yeah, the first win. Uh, during the beginning of Islam. <laughs> That's hilarious. That mom said is like, it's because they haven't had the win, a one in a long time. Um, a win in a long time, sorry. Uh, the other story that you said you mentioned before the podcast, which I thought was kind of an interesting tale, you said my aunt, same aunt that we, you guys just heard, her name is Manero. She helped raise me. Uh, she's a sweet lady. And she used to beat up my mom. I've seen some of the fights. I saw, dude, I saw some, like, you thought men, like, UFC fights were aggressive? You should have seen my aunt and my mom fight. She had, man, she had shoulder. She was just like a boxer, man. God bless her. So tough. So tough. I think the reason you have memory loss is from the punches you got. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, my aunt, you, you told me got robbed last time you were in Yemen. Have yeah. Tell me uh, about that story. That day, we were we were invited to my cousin's house. So, and then we have a plan. Of, after that, we're not gonna go home. We're gonna sleep over in my brother's house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we went to my cousin's house. have dinner, stay for a while. Mm-hmm. And then there were other people that we, we, we were, they uh, came with us, so we have mm-hmm. to return them home. Yeah, drop them off. When we're done, drop them off. So we, are, we were close to home. And then uh, uh, Munira decided to go home, to stop by, mm-hmm. and uh, to grab some stuff. Okay, uh, and Suhaila was waiting, just waiting on the, on the, <coughs> the car. Yeah, her daughter. It, it was in the evening, it was already dark. Uh, <laughs> since I'm... Uh, anyway, we are stopping, we're going to go upstairs. So I'm, I say I'm going to 
go upstairs and grab something too. I follow um, best ma- Munira, uh-huh. my sister. And when we got there, the, the door was oh, open. Open wide, yeah. yeah. And the red light was on. And I saw Bas Amira. Red light? The red light, yeah. What is the red light? Yeah, and, uh, there is a red light on the hallway. Ah, yeah. When we, we, <coughs> they turn the whole, uh, when, at night when they turn everything, they mm-hmm. just left that. Anyway, I don't know, for suspicious, for some reason they, they left that, that red light. Uh-huh. And then the door was wide open. I, I follow uh, Bas uh, Munira, she was freezing. By frozen. the door, frozen. Mm-hmm. Every then the uh, the house was upside down. <laughs> oh my God, it's so crazy. Uh-huh. Scary. Upside like, down. Wallahi, so uh. scary. <laughs> and <then it> was, <laughs> the way he said it was and upside down. The, yeah, you know, <laughs> But we walk slowly to the other room. Because you're scared. You don't know maybe somebody's in there. Yeah. So scary. The house, like a ghost house. Uh And then slowly to the other room. Bedroom. Oh, my God. They didn't left anything. It was upside down. They dumped everything down. (laughs) They dumped the whole apartment. They shook it off. Oh, my God. So so how, how many hours have you gone? Like three, four hours. Wow. So within three or four hours, they took Everything. I think they they know. They know the they schedule. Know, yeah. Someone knows her. Yeah. Someone, Someone who knows her did this. Yes. So, but they took the, uh, you said they took the um, the gas. Yeah. Put the gas. They put the gas. Uh, well, laptop. Well. A stove, basically. Yeah. There was so many valuable things. I don't know why they didn't <laughs> took it. So they, they took the took laptop, the gas. They took uh, what else? Uh, perfume. Perfume. You, get a, you, you, have, you can catch this thief by the smell. If he's olive like, oil. Olive oil. If you see someone with a silky skin and smelling like my aunt's perfume, oh my call the authorities immediately. Yeah, no. Every time we discover that something was missing, but they, they took release. Let's, you know, that's how. This is a sad story, really, because in Yemen, robberies are not a common thing. At least when I was living mm, there, back mm, then. it was mm. very rare that somebody right. would rob your house. And one of the beautiful things about Yemen is we were community based because we didn't really have cops. So, like in the city that I lived. The community policed itself. Yeah. So if you had one mischievous person, I remember this Muhammad, uh, this guy named Muhammad mm. stole something once and everybody took off their shoes and mm. beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and that was the end of that. That was the only, and he didn't even, he attempted to steal something. It wasn't even like a minor thing. Mm-hmm. So like robberies are not a common thing. And then the way you describe this sounds, first of all, like someone knew her mm-hmm. and knew her schedule and B, they took necessities. They're like, hey man, I need to cook food. I need to smell good on the weekends. <laughs> I need, I need, we need some olive some oil. Some they, they stole the necessities. They needed this stuff. Uh, it's really sad. Uh-huh. But I, uh, so, um, uh, tell me the cool thing that my aunt has been having visions. <laughs> yeah. She keep telling the story. She keep asking. Having dreams, me. yeah. I have a dream that someone get, come and collect the. The valuables, the, antiques. Antiques from have. the house. Uh-huh. And she keep asking friends, "What's that mean?" I keep I keep having this dream, mm-hmm. and I keep thinking, "Oh, now she's starting to do this." Of, you know, I never say that, but I was just thinking in my mind, uh, "Yeah, just going crazy." Yeah, al khurafat haqad hamdat. 
then what she did was she 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 took that as a clue. Uh-huh. She hid the uh, the money, the, money the gold and stuff. No, she took it uh, to the neighbor's house. Mm, cuz she's like I need to hide it. When did she hide it? The day before? No, I don't know. After that dream, I, not the day before, a few days before. Okay, so I think here's my plot. I think it's my hypothesis. I think not she the, she the, gave she gave the stuff to the neighbors. Huh? And she said, "I've been having this dream that someone is going to steal." Hmm. I think the neighbors did it. No, no, the neighbors no, they <laughs> can't. No, no, the neighbor, I know the neighbors said don't. Good people, huh? Good people. Uh, but you know what? Who opened the door for the guy? Because uh-huh. the door is always locked. They have to 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 open for them. Uh huh. The, they the, say, the, okay, the, the main grocery. Out, the main door out, The outside. main door downstairs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Grocery, they, the neighbors open for them. Uh-huh. Grocery? They, they say grocery. Sometimes they ask, for, they bring the grocery. What? From the, you know, there is a they small inst- shop there. They have Instacart? No, no. There is this, uh, that little shop, grocery store, uh-huh, in front of the uh, the building. Uh-huh. Sometimes, he, uh every Yemeni built apartment usually has like a store in, underneath, like a small store. And so what she's saying is somebody pretending to be bringing groceries as like, um, I guess, for delivery to the store. And they got in and they stole a bunch of stuff. No one saw a guy with a stove walk out? Oh, no, smelling like no but the, 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 video, the, the camera cut. Oh, so there's a camera. Who was it's it? Been caught. They they know or they don't know yet. I don't know. They didn't figure out who's who that. How many people were caught in the camera? One. Of course, that night the police came. Blah blah blah. They we all know fingerprint that the... blah. Really? We were we were so afraid. So what's shaking? Shaking. So I would be like, Yeah, it's scary to be robbed. That's very violating. Did they take any of the measures to secure the apartment after that? Okay. Extra locks. Oh, I didn't tell you about the door. Mm-hmm. They opened the door with the... With like a... Yeah, okay. Yeah. With a big metal. Mm, they broke the, they broke the whole, the whole they door. Uh, That's, you know the scary part about being robbed? And then you get robbed and then you're like, I don't even have a door now. Yeah, uh, you can imagine how we how was our sleep after that. Tough sleep, yeah. yeah. Did they take the bed? <laughs> no. The bed was there. That's good. Are you serious? They no. took the pillow, though. <laughs> They're like, we need a new pillow. Uh, we all slept in uh, our living room that day, that night. <laughs> like rescues, huh? <laughs> all together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That sucks. Um, it's a good story. Um, Last thing we want to get into, um, we want to talk about your journey back from Yemen, from Sana'a to Aden, and then back to the States. Like we mentioned last time, um, there was a bit of um, intifada, there was a bit of uh, uprise that happened due to a Yemeni-American man who was visiting, I believe, his mother and was about to get married. He got uh, uh, killed by one of the checkpoint people. Mm. They stole his money. Yeah. And they killed him at a checkpoint. So that caused a huge uproar. And during that time, my mother was supposed to fly back to, to go back to, from, from Sana'a to Aden, um, make that drive, get to the airport and fly. And my cousin was telling me over WhatsApp is that we don't want to do that. She said, I don't want to send my aunt. 
in these conditions, things are dangerous right now. But then in, with Yemen, it's so unpredictable. You, you never know when things are going to calm down. It can even get worse. <clears throat> you have no guarantee that things will remain calm. You mm. know, who knows? Maybe like it, it, that spark causes a bigger problem, and now we go to full blown war uh, or civil war. So we thought it's best to get you out of there as soon as possible. So tell me more about that journey. Yeah, but uh, uh, it wasn't. It was unclear. I wasn't brave enough to go, you know, I don't know. I, I was afraid to go. To I go don't back. know. You need sometimes to read, you know, to understand the twist, the situation, what's going to go. It's going to get, get better or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just uh, extend my, uh, my stay. To, for a week? Yeah, it was it's already past a few days and then I just extended for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that week, we keep uh, watching, keeping, you know, what's the situation. Going, the situation. And how was it during that week? There was, uh, but, uh, there was protests and stuff. Uh, there was, it could get worse though. It looked like so, it could get worse. Yeah, yeah, so I say I'm not going to stay longer than this. But the, the problem is I can't show my uh, uh, American, passport. American passport and I don't have an ID, Yemeni ID. Because as, right. as you guys remember from the first part, uh, mom took a picture of an expired license she had from God knows when and was able to use that to get into America by using a bribe. That was... Expired 1996. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, Mom, Amira said, don't this say it. Yemen. Huh? What do you mean into America? No, into Yemen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not to America. No, I, I didn't. Listen, if we're going to talk about illegal things, Mom did, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to we're not gonna snitch on her in the no. States. You said America. Did I say America? My bad. I meant, I meant, uh, I meant uh, into uh, Yemen. She, into no, Yemen. no, nobody, uh, TSA in America are not going to uh, take a $20 bribe <laughs> and take a picture of her expired ID. <laughs> so, okay, so, so, so you're now it's a now. real problem. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, you were in the middle of applying for a new ID, but yeah. then you didn't it's get taken it. It's so long, yeah. Mm-hmm. As everything in you. And then I don't want to stay longer because. I don't know if it's going to go... Uh, it looks like it's going to go bad, worse than. Mm-hmm. So I kept uh, going every day to, to finish the process. but For the ID. Until last day, yeah. yeah. Hoping I'm going to yeah. get it. But the last day, I, uh, I know I, I wasn't able to get that. Did they ever make the ID for I you? I told you about Aqal uh, al-Hara. <laughs> okay. He refused to, to sign the paper. For you? He, he said... Yeah, he he should he should sign the paper because that's part of the process. Uh, and I don't know, you can translate that Aql al-Hara. Aql al-Hara is the wise man of the neighborhood. That's what we call him. It's basically a mayor. Yes. An unofficial mayor that no one votes for, really. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how Aql al-Hara comes about. They just are guys in the neighborhood. So for you to get an ID, you have to go to this mystical wise guy. And have him sign something, and he didn't want to sign yours for some reason. Yeah, he said because he don't own your home. I, I'm not you don't gonna own sign a home? for him. I say, oh, what law is this? 
Yeah, he said, uh, go, go swimming or something. Uh, I can't do this. He told you to go swimming? Su- swimming. Swimming, oh. Yeah. And I say, okay, what, what I'm going to say. Next day, we just go to the, uh, the office, Ashan Khadmal Madani, Civilization, to finish the process and tell them that he refused to, to sign it. And then they say, go to the police station, talk to them. To, I went to, there. To complain against to the complain mayor. To against and then uh, I went there to complain, and my uh, Catherine was with, with me. She's me, well, sister-in-law. And uh, it takes so long because there, that day the, nobody was in the, at the office, and then finally they came, and a guy, he volunteered. He said, just come with me. I'm going to let him sign it and I, I so don't you you and you and this cop went to the mayor the police station yeah hey, after no after that <clears throat> next day we went to the civil rights to to the office to finish the process and tell them what happened uh-huh. and then they they send us to police station and then uh, to complain then uh, this uh, a guy he f- uh, from the he came he volunteered he said i know how to make him sign who's this guy it's, he just work in a police station. A volunteer at the police station? Right, because he need money, you know. He so do something and okay. then he get money. Okay. I accompanied him and we, 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 and we find the, this guy, the mayor. Again, yeah. And they talk and then he figured out that I uh, complain about him. And he asked me, did you complain about me? I said, yeah, yes. Maybe. Why you can't plan? He get mad. I, I said, you say it so. You say it so. Uh-huh. He told me that. And then the, the driver keeps saying, sorry, forgive her. It's okay. She doesn't know. Blah, blah, blah. The volunteer. They keep apologizing. The volunteer. <laughs> the volunteer. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no. I'll driver, taxi driver. Why? <laughs> they want to, I'm making the, the situation worse. I'm, uh-huh. I'm okay. telling the truth. He yeah. said, okay. He said, uh-huh. go to so, sue me. I did the, what so he said. So a question for you. When did the driver get involved in this? What does he have when to do with anything? A driver, because well, we're going to walk to to him. He's not next door. So we have to drive. This is Yemen for you guys. This is Yemen for you guys. My mom went to the police station to get uh, help from the police. Yeah. But instead, there's a volunteer who's not even an official. Yeah. Probably just still started hanging out at the station and solving problems for bribe or for extra mm-hmm. change. And then they got into a cab. And the cab driver was like, what are you guys up to? And then he is like, all right, we got you. (laughs) That's what happened. Uh This is the beauty of Yemen. So now you have these two men on your side. And he started coming down. I don't know what to do. I just say, I I say what what I just did. Uh And then I just be quiet. Then they take care of the rest. He... Uh, he yeah. signed the paper. He signed finally, the paper. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, cab driver and the yeah. volunteer cop. Yeah, and the other guy who was, uh, you know. The, Did the, you give him money? Uh, the volunteer. Yeah, of he, course. Of course. That's yeah. what he is. Of, on, of course. course. Nobody's going to work. Man, Yemen is a beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> the bureaucracy in Yemen is is puzzling, mind-boggling. You know, I've been trying. We, my uh, grandpa, grandmother's house is being sold my, on my dad's side. And um, just to like for me to get the power of attorney letter from here to Washington D.C.'s Yemen embassy to Yemen was a three like a, it was a month process. 
Mm. And I had to do it like three different times, mm. like two different. And then, you know, the, the judge I was talking to turned out to be not even a judge, like a volunteer. <laughs> the, the, my connection in the Yemen embassy, because they don't even answer the phone. Mm. When you call the Yemen embassy in, mm. in D.C., they don't answer the phone. Mm. They don't take emails. They don't respond to anything. Oh my God. So you have to find um, uh, someone that knows someone. So somebody connected me to this guy, mm. and he connected me to the consul. And the consul was like, I got your back, man. And then like two weeks later, it's not happening. I don't get the letter. I am called. I, find, I go on Twitter. I find somebody else. And then I, he is like, who is helping you? I go, this guy. He goes, that guy's been fired for four months. <laughs> not even a consul. Oh. Then you get, once you get to Yemen, you have to bribe every single yeah. person from the guy that prints the letter to the guy that hands the letter. You have to bribe it, like a lot of people. Yes. I felt like a mafia member. Um, you know, nobody's get, getting paid. No, no salaries. Getting paid. So that's, if you ever wonder about Yemen's economy, you're like, you look at the economy of Yemen and you go, well, how are they making it? How are they even surviving? This is how it's going on. It's bribes plus money being sent from mm -hmm. people overseas. Yes. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. People, they, everybody's got family overseas mm -hmm. and they send money. And then people who have any job, they take bribes. And then in between that, there's like people that can't help themselves. Oh, and, those you know, those who have small businesses. Mm -hmm. no, yeah. So uh, continue. So you didn't have the ID. Now you're going back. So how do you... How do you do you need okay. to show, who do you need to show your ID? But the, the way the way you uh, to the to Aiden, they will ask you in some the checkpoints. Yeah, checkpoints. Yeah. How many checkpoints do you have to go through? Um, I saw two. Aden. Two. That the one, the most scary one. I mean, the one on the Houthi side was okay. So, you're in the passenger of a bus. Let's wait, wait. Then uh, we we came up with a solution. Okay. My uh, sister-in-law, she knows the uh, uh, her her niece or her knee. nephew. I think. Me. Work. <laughs> what? Work as a driver helper. He work and uh, as her a niece. Yeah. Okay. He, he her nephew. Sorry. Her nephew is he bishtagal fil a driver helper. Driver helper? Yeah. What does that mean? He he helped the driver. Mahasab. Something I don't know. Some something like and that. And who's the driver? Are we talking about the bus that you have to take? Yeah. Okay. So she said he will help you. She she talks to him. Uh-huh. And uh, they say uh they just tell me to hide my uh, Passport? Passport, American passport. And they ask me for my old ID. Uh -huh. And they say, uh, you have my suitcase and uh, all. By, he, they going to say that I'm uh, aunt of the driver. You're the driver's aunt. Ah, yeah. Okay. So, oh, okay, I just decided to travel like that. So you're, you, they didn't ask you for your ID because you're the driver's aunt? Yeah, they make a copy of the ID. They make, make a, a copy of your picture? Yeah, picture ID. 
And then they show it to people. plastic, like if it's real. Oh, yeah, so they, make they it look just like the kind official. of fake it. Yeah. Okay, so you had a f- official. Did they change the date and expiration? They did. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a long way to tell me that you faked your ID, another ID to go back. Yeah. So you, you know had a what? fake ID. You know what? You know, in America, you know, they have fake IDs to get into like bars and clubs, uh, uh, but not 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 in Yemen. In Yemen, we just need it to survive. We need to go get, exit the country. So you had to do what you had to do. Yeah. So basically, they took your expired ID picture and printed it and laminated it and changed the date. Exactly. And then on top of that, as a, as a safety measure, they said you're the aunt of the driver. Yes. Which I don't understand how what that does, but okay. It does. Uh, they're not gonna take. It seriously when the oh that's uh, the yeah, aunt the, yeah. yeah in Yemen we are all about respecting like you know like oh that's the she's an elder you know that's the you know you don't bother her that's like saying that's my mom mm. that's hilarious okay. and the driver already <laughs> so if driver, I go, if I I mean, go to Yemen uh, on the way back I'm gonna say I'm the driver's nephew <laughs> anyway uh huh uh that bus that bus uh, doesn't go the whole way to Eden. Okay. At some point, they we have to change the uh, the bus. Oh, the, you're no, no longer the aunt. No longer the aunt. They didn't tell me that. Oh no! So you had no idea. How mm. long left of the trip? Like six hours. Another six hours mm. without being an aunt. The most important part. <laughs> the like, harder part. The harder part. Oh my God! You were scared. Mm. Terrified. Mm-hmm. But you know, I went to the other bus. There was ladies I already met, you know, talked mm-hmm. in, the, in the other bus to uh-huh. start talking. And then you transported together. Yeah. I just, okay. If there was no ladies, that would be a real trouble. Why? I would be the only one. Oh, oh. When a group of ladies, good. And you go, you go. Uh, as a unit. As a unit, yeah. They, they don't think, focus on you. They think you're all together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what's your fear that they figure out it's a fake ID? You know, oh, I th- I forgot to tell you this. Am I, um, because I don't have to show my uh, passport. Uh-huh. And I have some, I don't know why I never did this before. I have some of my gold. Uh-huh. I have to hide it. Why <laughs> anyway, did you bring gold to Yemen? Uh, I don't know. It was, it was, I never did that. I don't know, because there was waiting to in, in, in Ethiopia. Yeah. Mm-hmm was stupid anyway she gave me like uh, something like a wallet i hung it inside like a me. necklace i had i had it you know in your bra so, uh, yeah, uh, under my cloth uh-huh. but you know after we uh we reached the, the, the last the last checkpoint mm-hmm. do you need anything any question between that what do no, you no, have any question for that? Yeah. Anyway, before there was two po- checkpoints. Mm-hmm. The first one, they just asked. This is now. The now you're on bus number two. You've you've made friends with these women on the first bus, which is a good move. Mm-hmm. So now you're traveling as a unit, and then this is the harder part with mm-hmm. checkpoints. You're you're out of the Houthi territory, which you mm-hmm. you said was easier, mm-hmm. and then now you're in the Adeni territory. And yeah. How, after and how many checkpoints? Two. To put, to put two checkpoints after so the silence. Ha- ha- let me ask you a question. Number one, what happened in the first checkpoint, and how are you feeling? Ask for they ask for IDs, but uh-huh. not for females, just for males. They uh, they ask them to go. Guys, uh, sexism sometimes work 
in yeah. your favor. You know what I mean? In Yemen, it's a, a very uh, terrible thing. Misogyny is, is, is a problem. Sexism is a trouble. But sometimes, you know, it works out for you. But whenever we reach checkpoint, my heart goes... Tuk, tuk. <laughs> okay, you gotta pick one. Tuk tuk or is it boom boom? Both? Tuk tuk and boom boom? Boom boom. boom, boom. <laughs> you're, you're, you're going boom boom boom? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. the first one passed, I said Alhamdulillah. And then there was the very last one, which is the last one. We already in the city. It was already two, two o'clock in the morning. And they asked the they asked the guys to go down mm-hmm. to to leave the car, Ooh. and then the ladies. Ooh. The lady goes. To, there was a place for uh, for ladies to to, to check us. Uh-huh. So there was women. Yeah, uh-huh. which I'd never expect. Yeah. But it was like two so, o'clock so the, in the, the morning. So the first checkpoint was so sexist, they didn't even check for women. And the second one is so progressive, they had a women section yeah. with women uh, uh, officers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went there. There was three girls laying down. Laying down? So looks like they were sleeping. Yeah, it's two o'clock in the morning. These are the guards, the Shekwan guards? Yeah. I don't know what they're they, they took our IDs. They uh-huh. gave them. What I'm going to do, I just give my ID. Uh-huh. <laughs> they keep recording, record, keep. And all ladies talk to her. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, kept her busy. And then I have my, you know, the wallet and my uh, passport here. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. Take it out or leave it there. And first she, oh, she asked me, and just going to Did they it. check your body? They're supposed to. Ah, but so you're, you're scared because you have, you hide it, you've hidden your passport and gold. Yeah. But anyway, uh, she, when she starts to, you know, finish recording and stuff, now it's t- time to check the, the person. Body. Yeah. The taxi driver said, hurry, hurry, hurry up, let's go. hurry up, let's go. Oh, you got lucky. So yeah. after they took your information down from your fake ID, which they didn't notice it was fake. They then began to uh, about to start the process of, of checking you guys' body, and they can do that because these are females. Yeah, and, that's why they, they um, choose they female. the females. And then, as that about to start, the driver was like, "Okay, guys, wrap it up." And mm-hmm. then you got lucky, and they didn't check and find your passport and gold. So, what's your fear is when they find the the passport? They will ask. They will. I don't know what they're gonna do, but um, you were told not to show your passport. Yeah, they say never show your passport. In, in Yemen. Yeah. They, they, what they're going to, they're going to, uh, they will tell the guard. Uh-huh. They find this and they're not going to just let me go. Yeah. They'll you never have, you never know what's going to happen. One thing is they think you have money because you're an American. Mm. And then two things, it brings some some level of envy, you know what I mean? At least they're going to take all my money or they're going to the look gold, at uh, yeah. my suitcase and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it'll, it'll make it more difficult. Yeah. And the driver might like leave you there because he doesn't yeah. Know. yeah. So it's not a good thing. So anyways, you got lucky, you you went through the second checkpoint, got to your flight. And then, okay, so at this whole part, are you concerned at all about the, the uprise and the war stuff? Or it was just so late at night that nothing was happening? No. At that Not moment, at I was just thinking to, to pass the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And you made it. And that's it. 
All right, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, that will conclude our uh, series, uh, Chronicles of Mom Coming Back from Yemen. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll do a, this next week, hopefully. Uh, the reason we were late a, a day is because we had a severe storm yesterday. And I don't know if you remember the part about me surviving a tornado. I don't want to add another one in a week. <laughs> so I figured we'd do this a uh, day after. But we'll be back next week, Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> we do this Yemeni style. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace. Thank you.